Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? I hope you're well. And if not, I got you, at least you're here. (laughs) So, in today's episode, I want to talk about how we actually believe new thoughts. So in my previous two episodes, I've talked about the model in general and how our thoughts lead to our feelings, actions, and results, and the importance of processing emotions, two really key things when we're doing this work especially processing your emotions. I actually think that is like the most important. Um, And if you haven't, I would strongly suggest checking out those two episodes. But today, what I want to elaborate on is how we actually start to create new thoughts and trick your brain into believing them. Now, I know you might be saying that that is complete bullshit. I don't want any kind of fancy tricks like, is this some weird manifestation stuff? Are we going to be looking at crystals? No. (laughs) We actually are really doing this already all the time. It's called confirmation bias. And it's basically a fancy word for the model. So the idea is that we create our own reality based on our perception, which is typically subjective, if not always subjective. This dictates our behavior. So perfect example of this is you're working in a corporate environment or any environment where you're working with people. You ask a group of people, how is person A like? And they say, you know, they might all have similar thoughts. Yeah, this person is great to work with. Then you ask another group of people and they're like, oh no, person A is terrible. Do not work with them. Oh my God. (laughs) And this is because Again, humans are subjective. Like we will pick and choose information to suit our own thoughts and narratives to keep us safe. Perfect example, again, of this is a person might be doing a presentation and you're looking at that person, you think, great, they've performed so well. Then you talk to that person who did the presentation and they're like, oh, what do you mean? That was terrible. I did this wrong. I did this wrong. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F. And you're just looking at them like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I didn't even notice these things. That's because the person's brain has just chosen specific info to prove that it's true. Our brains love doing this. This is because we don't manage our minds. And it has created a stack of stories, which it keeps us safe. It puts the blame on everything else and... It just confirms our own narratives. Our brain wants to quickly pick and choose from the info that has been given. And that's what I mean when I say we can, when I'm talking about tricking our brains. If you're thinking, I don't want to do something that's, you know, fake or trying to trick me. Let me tell you, honey, your brain's already doing it now to you. It's subjective. It is not objective. And it is ultimately why... This world is so beautiful as well as in that we have all these people with all these, you know, completely different thoughts. Sometimes it can be annoying. And look, cognitive bias and all of this, like typically in the psych theory, it's it's some of the examples they give are quite extreme, but I actually believe we're doing this all the time and it has a stack of umbrella terms. For example, hindsight bias. This is my favorite. 
Because when what hindsight bias does is when you fail, your brain will go, oh my God, see, I told you this would happen. And if you're a perfectionist or a people pleaser, hindsight bias is really, really going to kick in around here. And look, amongst the whole, you know, psych and behavioral community, there's, there's a lot of discussion as to, you know, why humans do this. But look, the key focus is that humans typically have needed to make super quick, fast decisions. So having a bias is really important. If we wanted to avoid the wild bear in the forest, you know, that could eat us, we really want to decide what we're going to do. The problem is it's not necessarily useful in the 21st century when we're applying it to everything. I think a good example to elaborate on this is what I call the stop or go car example. So ultimately this proves indecision can, well, it can kill. And this is why humans have developed to make very quick decisions based on a, I guess you could say, limited amount of evidence. Otherwise, it would just take forever to do anything (laughs) to even get up in the morning. So when I was learning how to drive, I was told when a situation appears, for example, a car just appears out of nowhere, just make a decision whether it be speed up and, you know, try to get past them or stop. The reason I mean, I was told just make a decision is because indecision, that kind of stop, start, like, oh, should I go, should I not? It's kind of like, it's like a deer in headlights. So I think as humans, you know, growing up in tribes with all these different things out there to eat us, it made complete sense of a limited amount of evidence to make a quick decision. Now, sometimes we are right. And when we do that with people, sometimes we are right. But I would say a lot of the times we miss out on a big part of the picture. And the reason I'm talking about this and elaborating on this is because, well, no good news. Our brains are already operating with confirmation bias. It's already tricking you. It's already tricking yourself. So all we're going to do is just use it against itself to believe new thoughts. And the great thing is familiarity, repetition, this literally rewires the brain and is very similar to the illusionary truth effect. Yes, I'm using more psych terms. If you repeat, so the illusionary truth effect, if you repeat false info long enough, you'll actually believe it. And you can do the same thing with your thoughts. You repeat it, you make it familiar, and you will believe it. And you'll start to feel a certain way and take those actions. Or you're sitting with your feelings, you're taking those actions regardless, you're seeing the results you're getting, and you start to believe those thoughts. I know it sounds insane. And for me, this just proves we live in a simulation. Technically, our brains are creating a simulation for us, but I honestly, sometimes I'm like, I think I'm in the matrix. Like when I learned this, I was like, no, 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 no. This, this is ridiculous. Like this is like just, it's like code 101, but for your brain, it's just insane. Yeah. But you know, as I always say, we're just little meat bags. We're walking around creating all these chemicals and hormones to generate an experience and do certain things and make complete sense of our world. Now, here is where, if you're listening to this podcast, where you're likely going wrong. If you're like me, 
saying, I am beautiful, strong and smart in the mirror every day and looking at yourself is not working (laughs) and you hate it and you very likely don't believe it and you don't practice it. I never, I never liked that stuff. I absolutely hated it. Look, and to anyone that does it and it works for them, like, that is great. Like, keep doing it. But for me, I felt like an absolute idiot. I remember in high school being told this just to smile at yourself in the mirror and say how it's going to be a good day. I was like, shut up. (laughs) No. But now after I've done this thought work, what I've realized, and I've done it for myself, is... You need to believe the shit you're saying to yourself for your new thoughts to work. So right now, you don't believe that you are good enough at your job because it's not producing the right feelings. And like with anything we do, we need to take baby steps. Kind of like a little bit of exposure therapy, which I talk about, I believe, in some of my previous episodes. So to work out a new thought that you're going to you know, eventually believe, first you need to work out your negative thoughts. See where it's taking you, what actions and results you're getting. So let's take a circumstance, say a work deadline. And then the thought is, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Uh, The feeling produced is anxiety. Uh, The actions you take might be you just rush through your work. You stay back. Maybe you're taking on too much work as well and not setting those boundaries. And the results are ultimately it proves the thought true you're overwhelmed. You're trying to get through everything. You're not taking care of yourself. It's like, yeah, you're literally overwhelmed. So to change this, what you would do, that's your first model. And then your second model, you're going to look at, all right, how do I want to feel in this scenario when this happens, when this circumstance of a work deadline pops up? So say you want to feel confident. What actions would a confident person be taking? Would it be making a timeline, setting boundaries so you can focus on X, as in like task X. What results would that be producing for you? You know, you'd finish the task. Would it, would it be increasing, um, you know, you get the project finished on time. You're producing more valued work for the company instead of like busy work. So what would you need to think all these actions to take place. Now, if thinking I am confident produces the feeling of confidence, great, use that. But if you're listening to this, it probably fucking doesn't. So what you need to do is to create a thought that will produce this feeling. Even something that kind of produces the feeling by like 20-50% and you just work and play around with it at the time. For example, I am working to believe I can be confident or there are some examples where I have been confident and can apply that now. If you were my client, I'd also be looking at and modeling, you know, around this thought of confidence. So, you know, why you need to feel confident and what the deeper, I would say, root thought is behind that. And usually like what this does is uncovers a lot of other root thoughts that if you really work on those ones like those in your subconscious they're the ones that you want to work on and get those um those kind of new half thoughts that you believe in but even doing these surface thoughts are still really great and i've i even when i was doing this i found that really helpful and, and ultimately what you need to do is just play around and see what works for you trial a thought when you think of it see what feeling it produces 
I think the easiest way to get your head around this, I'll use an example when I was changing my mindset around money and shifting from what's called like a scarcity mindset to more of an abundance mindset. So looking at everything that you have, it doesn't have to be money, it could be like other things as well. Um, But what I would use and I would say to myself is, I have more than enough money right now, as in right this second. Like literally, if I was to die in an hour, I am good. I have like way more than a fuck enough. I'd have a fucking party. (laughs) And it produces that feeling of abundance. It's taking the thoughts you want to believe and just making them more realistic for yourself. Ones that, you know, make sense and that you think, yeah, like right now in this instance, I can believe this. Another example is, say, body image. You may want to think, you know, I am beautiful no matter what. You don't believe this at the moment. A kind of midway thought might be, I'm beautiful some of the time. Or even keeping it super neutral, like, I have a body. I have a stomach. For me at the moment, my work is to get myself neutral, which I I would say I am. And I'm going to work towards loving my body for what it is. And for me, this is a harder area because I've absorbed a lot of messages you know, especially as women around how bad my body is. And it's so funny because when I started to delve into this, I was like, this is my body. Like this is, these are bodily functions. Like with my stomach, like I'm literally just shaming something that my body naturally does. It's literally placing fat there to protect my fucking bones. And obviously because it's wired to like have a baby and society has like placed moral value on that you know like it's so bad that your i don't know the full physiological stuff of your body but oh my god it's so bad that your endocrine system decided to do this and then put fat there someone is listening to this like that is totally wrong but you get what i'm saying and also your body is so much more than that like i literally have the ability to play video games i can breathe automatically without thinking i can like eat a meal i don't have to do anything i don't have to put in some code my body's just like yeah i'm just gonna work all through that and just you know make you poop it out later like you know get it it's kind of expanding your awareness so look the aim of this and what you will get is you're working on these thoughts that kind of halfway produce the feeling you keep practicing it You build those new neural pathways again, like we see this in psych and what I've talked about. Repetition of something you believe in is just going to stick in and stay further. Also, really important because when I was practicing these thoughts, even if some, and some days look, some days you can be like, yeah, I 100% believe this. And other days you might be a little bit lower depending on what's going on. But once I started to sit with the uncomfortableness of taking the actions of what I wanted to create for myself, like setting boundaries at work, holy shit. (laughs) Like you take, you do the actions, you get the results. It's just extra proof. And then you've been practicing this thought. Again, your brain works on cognitive bias. So you're practicing this thought and then you've taken the action and you've seen the results for yourself. I don't know. Say you set a work boundary. You say that that, perf- that example I gave at the very start. You actually enact that new model. You set a boundary. You 
get that, you know, work deadline done. Your brain's like, holy shit, yeah, this is evidence for that thought. Again, confirmation bias working for itself, but you're feeding it the info. That is what I love about this stuff. And this is why like, I emphasize so much around why processing emotion is so important because again, when these negative thoughts appear, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. And then when you're taking the actions of your new model, again, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. But then once you start getting on a roll and doing it, it's just, again, it's confirming the thought and it's just, it's confirmation bias at its finest and I absolutely love it. And then ultimately, you can level up. You can get to a point where you can easily say, not I'm good at my job, I am fucking amazing at what I do and believe it. That actually sounds pretentious in itself and I'm going to cover that in another episode because you might be thinking, hmm, I don't want to be above myself, but that's actually not what it is. And doing this actually produced amazing results for me. It ultimately took me a year, but very recently, about a month ago, I had to change all my thoughts where it's like, I'm working to believe that I am capable, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, I am capable as fuck, and I fucking believe it. I really do, because I've had evidence of where I've been through challenges and adversity. I am good at what I do in my job. And now... I'm running my own business. I'm a life coach. I'm going to get certified. Can't remember if I said this or not. I think in my first episode, I said it was my impossible goal to do it next year. Through thought work, I have escalated it to this year and I will be signing up with the life coach school to get fully certified. And that was literally through dealing with a whole heap of unmanaged thoughts, um, working with my own coach. So what I encourage you to do is to go set some time And don't make these new thoughts completely perfect. Do some models around what you're thinking now and then work out how the hell you want to feel in this situation moving forward, the actions and results you want to take and a thought that's just halfway there. None of this, you know, look at the mirror and smile at yourself and say you're beautiful and amazing. (laughs) Something that you fucking believe and then work on that practice it repetition is so helpful that's all for today but yeah good luck everyone hey are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend you just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button well you should sign up for my five day challenge how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you not against you doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix, that's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.